Well, hello there. I, oh, I forgot. What? I have said, well, hello there, the first two episodes, and I've hated it each time. What? <laughs> I picked that because there was one day I was um, sitting in, I don't know, a room, and Austin came in, and he greeted me by saying, well, hello there, and I thought it was the funniest thing, and so I tried it, but I hate it, and I feel like I need a different introduction. We can try a bunch of different ones, like... Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> Yo, what's up? That's a very you intro. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, didn't see you there. Oh, hey, <laughs> didn't see you there. You don't have to say it creepy. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to the podcast. What? Oh. Try something else. That's a different pod. Try, play the music again and try something else. <laughs> okay, ready? Hey, guys. <laughs> That's terrible. Right. No, let's run with that. That's the winner. That's the winner. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey. Nope, that's bad too. Hi. If you have suggestions for how <laughs> Ashley should start speaking on the audio podcast <laughs> that she is hosting, please send them to dearashleypod at gmail.com. Okay, okay, okay. Ready? Hey guys. Nope. I hate it. I hate my why, voice. I, I hate my voice. Why are we doing a podcast? Okay. <clears throat> Howdy ho, doodly doos. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> what do you want to? Are we doing this right now? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Na 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 na. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, ready? Hold on. Start it again. Yellow. And <laughs> welcome to Dear. <laughs> Where, friendly reminder, we are uncertified and probably unqualified, but ready and willing to give you advice. I am joined, as always, by my husband, Steve. What's up? (laughs) Who got me a bidet for Christmas, and I could not be more excited. Heck yeah, mytushy.com. Not a sponsor, (laughs) soon to be a sponsor. Mytushy.com. Isn't it just tushy? Uh, I think it's mytushy. Don't type. That's too loud. Or is it your tushy? <laughs> no. I mean, I think it's going it, to be both of our tushies. It's going to be both of our tushies. Yeah. That's... It's not like an official bidet bidet. Like, it's not like a... <laughs> when you say bidet, it sounds expensive. Oh, yeah, But no. it's like an attachment to, a, to wash your bum. It's a toilet bum. attachment. Yeah. Um, and I, it's an ultimate example of a gift for me that's going to end up benefiting both of us. Correct. It's the, that's the way to do presents, guys. Kind of like the air fryer. You... <laughs> Bought me in quotes <laughs> that only I have used since. Yes, we it. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, okay. I thought you were gonna make a joke about how I also got you my husband Steve, who made something uh, really sweet or bought something really sweet for me because he knows my love of calendars. Yeah, and it turns out it was a 2020 calendar, yeah. not a 2021 calendar. Steve bought me a 2020 a calendar because he wants me to relive this year. Which... Big old miss <laughs> by me. <laughs> That's okay. The the tushy makes up for it. I'm so excited. Did you have a nice holiday? I did. It was great. Uh, we relaxed. We didn't do much. Well, we... some of us did. Stop. <laughs> we uh, cooked an amazing bruschetta together. Yes, that was actually it was there's something was so good calming about like chopping tomatoes, chopping herbs and tomatoes with you. It was really it was very like intimate in a way. Yeah, we're super cool though. We like go out and like, <laughs> do uh, like party a bunch and raves. 
and <laughs> ride motorcycles. Just uh, really shaving that basil. Guys, the, the key with basil is to roll it into tight, like, cylinders and then just and shave it off. That really brings out the flavor. Anyone needs to know how to <laughs> chop a proper tomato, I will do a demo on Instagram because I have that down to a science. Yeah, that's great. Um also, I hope everyone's Christmas or holiday was great. Ours yeah. was awesome. Yeah. We, we had talked about doing a bonus episode, a, a boozy episode. Turns out, hard to do episodes when your child is not in daycare. Yeah, he's probably going to make an appearance on this one. Yeah. Right now, he's he's got his Paw Patrol headphones on with the iPad, probably watching Power Rangers or Dino Trucks or something. It's a lot of IP mixed together. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> but he may run in. We don't know. We're just going to have to roll with it. Okay, let's just get to the first question. Hi, Ashley. This is Taylor from Maine. Um, I have a lighthearted conundrum for you guys. Um, when my girlfriend and I go out to eat, uh, I always, especially when we're ordering like hamburgers, I always get onion rings and she always gets fries. Um, and you know, she always takes a couple more onion rings and plates for fries. Uh, and then pre-pandemic when I'm in a restaurant and the restaurants usually give you way too many fries anyway and so there's plenty of fries to go around uh, now whenever we get takeout come in little takeout boxes with a very limited number of fries and so the argument is the question is how many fries is an onion ring what's that trade look like because now all our resources are pretty scarce and um, it's becoming a little bit of a problem uh, thanks love the pod love you mean it bye did he say his name? No, I think he said Taylor, but it was muffled. I think it was Taylor with a lighthearted conundrum is what he said. Okay. I don't think he said he was from, but we'll call him Taylor. Okay. And apologies to Matt from Brooklyn from it last was week. Matt it was Brooklyn. Matt. The Boom. second time it sounded like he said Zach, but it was Matt. Um, hi, Taylor. I appreciate your question, and I appreciate you. That is a fantastic question. I personally agree with you that onion rings are a way more valuable resource and a better order as a side. I think curly fries over, this is not what you asked, but now that we're here, we're here. Curly fries, great. I would take curly fries over regular fries all the time. Sweet potato fries probably fall under curly fries, but above regular fries. Onion rings, are they the king of them all? If they're well done onion rings, there's nothing that beats it. I'm just, I'm not a fry Onion person. rings stink, they in my do. opinion. Well, no, you mean like, like actually physically stink. No, I don't. I you think don't like just, onion I th- rings? I, I don't. Hmm. It is rare you find a great onion ring that is worth trading your french fries for. But that's not why we're here. We're here to settle his question. That is just my opinion. I feel like when you bite into an onion ring, you get the whole onion. It slides out of the deep fried stuff, and then you're just left with... The crispy, some, delicious fried stuff. Yeah, it's just fried. Yes. Fried. Yeah, fried fried. <laughs> it's like a french fry, but just fry fry. No, it's not. There's nothing to it. It's so hollow. So you would say french fries more valuable than onion rings. 100%. But I get his question is uh, an onion ring. If you're going for quantity and filling up your stomach, an onion ring is bigger than French fries. So, so how many it. French fries? We're not we... ranking side dishes. I, I here. understand. That was just a fun little <laughs> tangent, just for me. I got mad. If I know you did, if someone offered you an onion ring in exchange for fries, what does that trade value look like for you? Five fries. Five fries I think per five onion fries ring. Five fries is right. Wow, that it's, actually I mean, kind of feels like a lot. Does if you it? don't like onion rings? And you're going to give up five of your fries? Say so three to five, then. Well, that I think that's his, his question. <laughs> it's like, what exactly is it? <laughs> uh, I think it's five. 
I think it's five. Um, and, and the, what, uh, what are you picturing? I'm picturing like regular ass McDonald's fries. You and the explicit. Every <laughs> week I have to make it explicit because of you. That's quite all right. Aren't McDonald's fries considered like the? They're good, the but they're smaller. They're smaller. Oh, and, and okay. I'm, and I see I'm picturing like a bigger onion ring. Okay. And if and like Five he said, he's, and fries. when you're getting takeout, they're just dumping fries in there. Yeah, and I would, here's what I would venture to say as well, though. If you're getting takeout, the onion ring, I would say, travels better than regular fries. I feel like fries more likely to get soggy yeah, in the takeout box. Yeah. Onion rings, more fry fry on the onion fry ring. Fry fry. <laughs> so it with the old, it stands up to the steam in the box better. This one's it's messed with my brain. My brain's in a blunder <laughs> right now because. <laughs> Uh, I agree with what you just said. The onion ring, though, is I, I, I feel like this is what you and I do. It's rare that we won't always share food. Like, how about you order this and I'll order this, and mm-hmm. like we split everything equally. In my head, if she's getting onion rings and you're getting French fries, church and state, baby, separate the two. Don't mix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Those feel like two different experiences to me. I know they're both fried, but you you're know either what would in happen, the mood though. for onion rings or you're not. Yeah, you'd be like, can I have an onion ring? And I would just give it to you because I don't really need any of your soggy fries in return for my delicious onion ring. That's probably right because yeah. you're nicer than me. No, I just don't really like fries that much unless they're curly or sweet potato. <laughs> sweet potato is the one seed, I think. Curly is a two. Curly fries, you can't find them anywhere except for like that's Arby's. Wh- that's why they're so, gosh, the curly fries at the ESPN CAF, rest in peace. Yeah. For my experience and your experience eating yeah. at the ESPN CAF, they were delicious. They sucked. Sometimes you would find, <laughs> sometimes you would find a curly fry mixed in with the regular That's fries. what I was going to say. So, <laughs> that's always the best surprise. The best surprise is you get uh, your french fries and there's one onion ring hidden in there. But what's, Wait, all right, no, let's, that's different. That, that never happens. That's a big win. Yeah, it does. No, curly fries and the regular fries is the... Is the sneaky winner. Uh, what is your answer? I think five. I agree with five. Five. Five is the fair trade. Yeah. Especially if you have a lot. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of stared at each other and we're like, I think we solved it. Yeah, I think we, we solved did. It. All right. I get to say it. Next question. Dear Ashley and Steve, Steve in parentheses, I'm 34 in February and have admittedly had a wonderfully privileged life. This is not a complaint. Good career, independent, got to live abroad for years and travel. But now I'm fearing that it's a bit late in life to find someone who still wants to build something together and have a family and stuff. <laughs> Feels like I might have chosen... Why did you laugh at I, that? I just like and stuff, you know, family and, and stuff. It feels like I might have chosen adventure and independence over romance and a family for good. Obviously, it's been a crazy rough with COVID this year to meet anyone. I'm cautious health-wise. I'm happy to wait until vaccine life kicks in, but what is the strategy after that? Social sports teams, question mark. Just going out to bars, question mark. Friends are friends. Friends of friends. Online dating. What are the normal good people doing these days? I live in a northeast city, if that matters. It does. (laughs) Thank you. Love you. Mean it. If we're still allowed to say that. Tyler. Tyler, thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your question. I am a little nervous that neither Steve nor I have dated in in many moons. 12 many, years. Many moons. <laughs> 12 or 10 years. 10, 8 to 12 years. Um, first, though, I know that meeting people right now has been incredibly difficult. I have, I do have single friends who have expressed that. But before we dive in on the best way to meet somebody, I don't think 34 is too late to find someone and start a family and stuff. 
I think Agreed. there are there are a lot of people, especially now, um, who have taken that time to travel and have adventure, and now they're kind of resetting and thinking about the next phase. I know there are so many people who have done that, and it, it's not just me spitballing like there are stats that say people are having kids later and later so i don't i don't think it's necessarily one or the other people continue to find love and stuff <laughs> like <laughs> through all phases of their life i would say uh mash.com tinder whatever it is i have two good friends that both found uh a relationship later in life and are married both with kids right now uh, by using a dating service on the internet. Yeah. Those are, they get a bad rap. Like, it's people think it's just for hooking up. But, wow. <laughs> I don't know why I talk <laughs> like that. Uh, but it's, it, you can find, you can find a way to build a family that way. There's, I have two friends, and I'm sure there's many, many more that have built uh, lives off of online dating. Uh, I I would say that's the route to go. Well, I don't think that's the only route. I think all the stuff that he listed, like friends of friends, going to a bar, online dating, all that stuff. Like, I think as long as you keep an open mind and keep your options open, like you never know where you're going to meet somebody. Right. And um, I think one of the problems that people run into with online dating that I would just be wary of is that because you have so many options right at your fingertips, you don't necessarily give each option like a chance to succeed like you find one tiny flaw as you're swiping right or swiping left gosh i sounded so old sleeping <laughs> and you like moved your body yeah it was a it was a little shoulder swipe right, right <laughs> left um you're like mm, i don't like his shirt swipe uh i don't know his his head shape's kind of weird swipe whereas like if you give somebody <laughs> like three dates you might you might you know change your mind might reconsider is the word I was looking for. Yeah. So I would say just go into it open-minded. You never know where you're going to meet somebody, but give each relationship like an actual chance to breathe. Because I think, you know, you can you can fall in love anywhere and maybe even with anyone if you like actually spend the time to get to know them. And don't stress over being 34. Like traveling and having adventure is so important. I think ultimately you're gonna be you're gonna be happy that you took yeah. the time to do that. Thirty four is your prime, dude. If you're an NBA player, you're, you're like <laughs> you're like hitting. You're just if hitting you're your peak. A, Tyler, if you happen to but be an NBA player, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Maybe he is. Uh, Thirty four, you feel like oh, I'm old, but now we're past that. Or right, I'm way past that. I'm past uh, it. it you you got plenty of time, bro. Don't worry about it. Good luck, Tyler. Yeah, good luck. Send us pics Send of us all your pics dates. Of your dates. <laughs> or, yeah, Tinder profiles. And we'll, we'll give you the thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, how about that? You send us a picture. We'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah. And we'll just be like, this guy's single. He seems yeah. great. Who's interested? Like for a date. Comment <laughs> no, if not. No, no you <laughs> don't. Bad, I know, I know, I know. That was a bad trope. <laughs> All right, next question. Next question. Hey, Ashley, Steve, and Austin. Austin. This question is not really advice related, but just want to give your opinion as a sports movie fan. Love it. I just watched A League of Their Own, and the ending has always pissed me off. (laughs) Do you think that Dottie dropped the ball on purpose to make her bratty younger sister feel better? Kit was the absolute worst. Absolutely loving the pod. Can't wait to hear more episodes from you guys. Two exclamation points. Love you. Mean it. Sherelle from Minnesota. Sherelle, thank you so much for your question. I appreciate you very much. I absolutely think Dottie dropped it on purpose. Whoa. I don't even think it's close. We Dottie disagree. was like, okay, so Dottie 
let's 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 examine what we know about Dottie. She apparently has everything. She's beautiful, she's classy, she's incredibly athletic, she's married and in love. Like she's got She did that. Remember when they were trying out and she did the splits just to show off? Yeah. She's smart, she understands marketing. She's She's fantastic. Everyone roots for Dottie because Dottie's the best. Kit, baseball's all Kit's got. It's everything. And Dottie knows that 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 it's all Kit has has in her arsenal. It's her it's her fastball, you know, as they yeah. say. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. It's a baseball metaphor. Yeah, I know we got it. So I think I think Dottie knows that like if she loses that championship, if she makes a mistake, she's fine with it because she's got she's got a life, she's got happiness elsewhere, and that Kit would just be crushed and would like never thrive again if she didn't pull that off. I think she did it on purpose. See that. Is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I rewatched the clip this morning. Oh, I saw this. Did you not nice. do that? No, I left I, the tab sorry, up I was watching our it. child. My bad. I, I left the tab up for you to watch it. Sure, no, no, no. I was, goes... I was learning about the Pachyrhinosaurus downstairs. <laughs> Maybe he'll drop in and give us some knowledge in a bit. <laughs> Dottie goes, tells the pitcher what to throw. Fastballs high and outside. She can't hit them. So she can't from, lay off them. She yeah. can't lay off them. So. From that point on, in my head, she doesn't care that that's sister, that's her opponent. She's will. She wants mm. to beat her. I think the end of the movie, you're supposed to interpret that she did drop the ball on purpose. No, I but, think I think it's an inception scenario where you just debate it for the rest what, of your life. And that's what we're doing. Well, you got to mute that computer, I did mute man. That. Uh, <laughs> we both have siblings. Yes. Uh, we're both very competitive with said siblings. Yep. Kit hits the ball over the outfielder's head. She drives in a run to tie the game. She the relay throw comes into third base to Rosie O'Donnell, who, by the way, if you rewatch that scene, is so obnoxious. She is like the perfect third baseman, but man, they could have cut one or two lines because it is brutal. I was almost rooting against the Rockford Peaches. Wow. Because of Rosie O'Donnell at third base. Wow. Uh, anyways, Kit run, rounds third. Blows through the third base coach's hold up sign. And at that moment, it's sister versus sister. And you know if you're in that one-on-one scenario Mm -hmm. versus your sibling or my brother, you want to win. There's no dropping balls. There's no sliding out of the way for them to score. She bowls over Dottie. And I think because of the impact and the velocity of which she hit her, Uh Dottie dropped the ball but not on purpose. I disagree. I think it, there have been scenarios, multiple scenarios. Kit was also it's the better turn. player. Whoa, no, she was that, the is, that is a take. She was the better because you said she, she, baseball is all she had. Yes, That's all she had. she they cared only about it more. Brought Kit on because of Dottie. They but were as as. She grew apart, got traded, or I forget that part was maybe... She Dottie left. said she wanted a trade. She said she couldn't play with Kit on the same team and anymore, traded and Kit they instead. traded Kit instead. Since that moment, Kit got better, and she got the better, turned into the better baseball player. I highly disagree with that take, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about siblings, and as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, <laughs> there have been multiple times... When I just let my brother or sister have something, even though I wanted it. Doubtful. We don't have to air our dirty laundry here, but like, I'll let it happen because sometimes it's easier and you love somebody and you're like, they need this more than I do. Not in sports though. In sports? In sports. I know what you're talking about, but in sports. 
Uh, should I say in sports again? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I do it with Austin, too. I do it with you sometimes, too. I do it with you sometimes, too. I'm like, oh, look, you got it. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Well, okay. Really, I could have won. And I didn't because I love you. And I know that at times somebody else needs that win more than I do. What is like if you and Kristen were in like the crew Super Bowl? She'd crush me. Okay. But say for a second you got up. You got even to him. Do you think she would lessen up on she the She wouldn't. Do you I, think you would? If it was... Well, it depends. I'm a, why are you flying? Because <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. There's it depends no where I'm at in my life. 18-year-old Ashley, no way. 30, how old am I? Five-year-old <laughs> Ashley? Oh, I'm almost 36. It's my birthday soon. Um, oh, boy. I might. I might. She didn't drop it. We disagree. Yeah, I'm, I'm scary to say put a pull up on the subreddit because last time they put a pull up on the subreddit, you won, and I'm still mad. About they put a pull up on the subreddit, yeah, yeah. about the dog poop thing. There's also uh, which you guys are all rude. Well, 33 of you are rude. The people who voted for me are not. <laughs> <laughs> the other stipulation, yeah, I, I think there was so much surrounding that team, the Rockford Peaches, and the all the stuff they went through throughout the movie and the backlash, all the stuff, sexism. I don't think she's just dropping a ball not to win win it all. She wants to win it all, no matter if it's your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa. If it wasn't her sister, she wouldn't have dropped it. I think she dropped it for Kit. She's the big sister. She's she knows ultimately that Kit's like mental health is like more important than a win. She it wasn't that important. She left. When her husband came back, it clearly wasn't that important to her. Then Dottie's not a team player. I don't want to argue. I, I mean, hold on. I think that I think you could argue that point. What? That Dottie like kind of screwed her team over yeah. a bit. But I do think she's a bad teammate. She left and then she came back, and obviously she was great. But like when it came down to it, she chose family over athletics. Kit ran her over. Kit like, weighed like hundred and twenty pounds. Catcher. It, yeah, but she bowled her over. She, she left. You could say, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, she might not have touched home plate. <laughs> God, that's the real... The game's still going. It never ends. Yeah, exactly. Sherelle, <laughs> uh, I don't know if we answered your question. We did. I'm on one side. Ash is on the other. Yep. But that's what makes for fun debates. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Hi, Ashley. My name is Jessica, and I have fibromyalgia. And I was, well, you know that feeling where it's, like, sad, but you recognize someone, so, like, kind of happy? I don't know. But when you mentioned having, like, being sick from lupus, and um, so I was wondering if you have any tips for maintaining a full-time job with a chronic illness and managing the fatigue Um, because not many people I know with fibromyalgia have full-time jobs and it's a struggle. So um, sorry to hear that you're dealing with that, but happy to hear that you're, you know, working in the world as a productive human being. Um, Yeah, that's it. Love you, mean it. Bye. Jessica, I appreciate you. And I appreciate your question. Um, talking about having a chronic illness is something that I am, am working very hard towards becoming comfortable with. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, I have lupus and I also had thyroid cancer. Um, and it's 
it is, I know exactly what you mean when you say like you're sad, but you're happy because you don't want to be like, oh, you have some, you have an autoimmune disorder. I do too. Yes, we're connected. I mean, I wish we didn't, but it does make me feel a little bit better knowing that there's somebody else out there who is dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with and may have some tips on how to manage it. And I think, I think it's hard because every disease is different. And even within the same disease, every person is different. The way that it affects you and the severity to which it affects you, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, that's going to change person to person. And I think my best advice is to, is to find what's right for you personally, both in the management of it and obviously that's going to be working with your doctor for, you know, medicine and the dosage and all that stuff. But there's a lot of information out there about diet and obviously exercise, meditating and sleeping right, all that stuff that can affect you strongly. I am actually about to embark on a test for an anti-inflammation diet because I have been feeling really, really crummy. Um, And while my doctor prescribed like an extra like steroid to take when I'm incredibly tired and my regular medicine's not cutting it, I feel like my diet could be improved. And so for like a week, I'm going to eat all the things I'm supposed to eat and avoid the things I'm supposed to avoid and see if that impacts how I feel. I know it will. I know it will. It's just a matter of like how strongly. So I'll report back on that. Um, But also not just, so find what's right for you, not just in the management of it, but also in terms of what job you're trying to do. I know that I personally have felt, and I would guess that you probably have felt, that we have to try to find a way to conform to what everyone else is doing. Like, here's the job. We have to figure out a way to make it work. But I wish that several years ago, I would realize that instead you can look for a job that works for what you're able to do. Like, often we feel less than like we we can't do what normal people can do rather than feeling proud like we've been dealt a hand you know not for anything that we've done it's just been given to us that makes achieving the everyday impressive there have been times when the fact that I have walked into work on time, I feel like deserves a standing ovation because it was a Herculean effort for me to wake up and get dressed and make my son breakfast and get him off to daycare and then also get myself moving because my entire body hurt and I just needed to curl up in the fetal position and sleep for eight hours, but you can't. So even getting in the door was a monumental accomplishment. And that is, that is impressive. Like we should be proud of what we're able to do. I know it was like a little aside you said at the end that you're happy to hear that I'm working in the world as a productive human being. Like if you, if you can't work sometimes, that doesn't mean you're not productive. It means that like your hormones and your body are, are keeping you from doing some stuff. It's not your fault. You're doing the best you can. (laughs) Like everyone's doing the best they can. 
I think the trick is going to be to find something that you can do that makes you feel productive, contribute what you can. If that's not full time, that's okay. If it's not even part time, that's okay. If it's a hobby, if it's a podcast where you give strangers advice, like whatever makes you feel like you are achieving something and also allows you to focus on your health is huge because managing your health both physical and mental health, because that's, again, something people often don't talk about. It's like not only are there all these physical things that are affecting my day-to-day life, but that comes with, and especially fibromyalgia, often comes with psychological side pieces, which I don't mean a side piece like a side piece, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't laugh. I'm trying my best. Yeah, you're doing great. It's it comes It comes with, it messes with your head too. And your emotions and like that is the single most important thing like i used to think doing my job was the single most important thing i defined myself by my success in my career and that is just patently false there was i remember when i when i was you know in my early 20s and before i was diagnosed with thyroid cancer my health was an absolute disaster and i remember we used to get 10 sick days and it was I would get anxiety thinking over whether how bad I felt deserved me risking using one of my sick days because I may feel 20 times worse three weeks from now and I had to try to ration them out. And there was one day it was so, I could barely move. I called in sick. And the next day, one of my coworkers was like, wow, must be nice getting all this time off. I've been taking a sick day in five years. And I was like, must be nice, dude. Like, what do you think I'm doing on my sick day? I'm not calling out sick so I can go to a party the night before. I'm calling out sick because I physically am having trouble moving my muscles. So don't you think I would prefer not having to take a sick day rather than decide if this, the way that I'm feeling makes it, it merits enough for me to not go into work and then deal with the like guilt I feel for not being able to do my job and my coworkers having to pick up my slack. It's a lot. We don't need to dive too far into it, but it's a lot. Just know that whatever you are able to do is incredibly impressive because you're dealing with an obstacle that so many people don't understand that doing the basic stuff, it makes you an incredible human. And then for the rest of it, just figure out what works for you. Obviously work with your doctors, but try different stuff, see how it makes you feel and know that your job and whatever you're able to accomplish should conform to to your capabilities and that that's okay. I really, really hope that you can appreciate yourself and love yourself given what you what you have to deal with like it's not, again it is not your fault you are incredible you are awesome i am so proud of you for even calling in and asking that question it's hard to like i don't know it's still hard for me to admit that i have this stuff going on but i'm just rambling at this point cuz i don't say something yeah, off that yeah. so say so that obviously you did a great job you're amazing I, I have nothing to add to this topic because I, I don't know ex- the experience. But as any man, when they say, I have nothing to add, here's something. Let me add, add. Yeah. Let me add. Uh, <laughs> tell, I, I think admitting it and saying it and talking to people about it is something you did a good job with, but I bet you could do more of too. And I think telling people around you in your life 
even your boss or in, yeah. in the interview, it's just like not in the interview. <laughs> no, you can do it in the interview. Like, yo, this is the thing I'm working with. Like, it's not gonna. It'll affect my day to day, but I'm a hard worker. I'm here to put in the work and be part of the team. But yeah. I think just being open about it. I think at times, like just because you were so strong with everything and like never like made excuses for it, people forget. Like yeah. it could just because it isn't. It's this is crappy to say, but it's not like a physical thing that you can see that someone has. Yeah. So I yeah, think, just talk I think to that's more really smart. I think in terms of in terms of saying like find a job that works for you, I don't necessarily mean like the actual job description, but I think a boss and a team yeah, that uh, can yeah, work around right. your needs and a company and yeah, yeah and yeah. especially a company. Like if if you say to your manager, this is something that is part of my life here and just be honest about what you need there are going to be some days i can't come into the office if you allow me to like work from home on the those days that would be great if you give me this work and you say you know it doesn't need to get done between nine and five and i can do it at my own pace it'll get done just like the if you can be more flexible with timing that would be helpful because guess what comes with a lot of autoimmune disorders so many doctor's appointments and being able to have the flexibility to go to the doctor and not feel guilty every time you do it is massive and there are people out there who who will understand that and who will work with you because and i think weirdly that the pandemic has will help with this going forward to show people and companies that working remote is a lot more possible and working with less time constrictive. I need this by end of day, which means by 5.05 or we're fired. Like, yeah, I think like people are a lot more office. flexible. Like you said, there was like a stigma of like, if you showed up at 9.15 mm-hmm. or 9.18, you were late. Yeah. But then people are a lot more forgivable now, I think. Yeah. When, like, you, hey, I have a doctor's appointment coming in at 10.30. And or, even, hey, I'm working from home today because my health. Yeah. Like, that shit's okay. Even the even the working from home thing, just being able to take a nap in the middle of the day and then get back to work, save all that time, having to get dressed and commute and yada yada, like, that's huge. So I would say, think factor that in. That is a huge piece of it. And if a company is not willing to work with you, then mm, screw them. Go find somebody else who is. Because it's right. everybody has different needs that they need to accommodate, and you, yours are a priority. Make yourself the priority. You're the best. Thank you, Jessica. You don't have to send us any pictures. No pics. Unless you want to. Unless you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Okay. Next question. Dear Ashley, first off, love the new pod. Thank you. I'm asking a question on behalf of my mom. For my parents, my parents are very good friends with their across the street neighbors. The neighbor couple travels pretty often, and whenever they go away, my mom checks their mail and house sits for them. In return, they give my mom generous gifts, like gift cards for the salon or rounds of golf. They also always, always buy her macadamia nut chocolates because one time she mentioned she liked them. The thing is, she likes them, but she doesn't really like eating them all the time. (laughs) She and her dad will have a chocolate... She and dad, sorry. (laughs) She and dad will have a chocolate... Every couple of weeks, so it takes them forever to go through a box. It's at the point right now where she has half an empty box in the cupboard, another box in the freezer, and then tonight, she got another box for them for Christmas. <laughs> My question is, that's a lot of nuts. That's a line from a movie. <laughs> that's not in the email? That's not in the email. It's like, that's a lot of nuts. My question is, oh my how can she tell them to stop with the macadamia nut chocolates? Or should she not say anything and start re-gifting the boxes of chocolates to other people? Thanks for your help. 
Love you, mean it. Karen in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Karen, I appreciate you. And I appreciate your question. That, oh, that's a tough nut to crack. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's tough. I (laughs) am going to start by saying... There's a good variety of questions. I like it. Just, we get everything. This This is completely different, but keep going. Sorry. I am going to start by saying... I have a weird thing against regifting, and I don't know that it's fair. I think regifting is probably smart and makes a lot of sense a lot of times, but it feel it feels icky to me for some reason. Yeah, don't regift. I'm with you there. Really, just in general, you have a blanket no regifting policy. Well, that's what you're saying. Isn't I it? I, th- I said I, I mean not like decisively. I was kind of on the fence about it. And I was like, I don't really feel good about it. I think the the if like you go to a friend's house and you bring the nuts as like, hey, we brought some nuts. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's different. Instead of just like going to the next neighbor down and be like, "Here, here's a box here's of some nuts. nuts." But yeah, I don't think there's a lot of like. <laughs> there's not a lot of um, like social gatherings that you can just bring some nuts to. Yeah, you can. I mean, not these days. Not right, not, not right yeah. now. But mm. okay, so I think <laughs> that's tough. Uh, another. That's tough I like here. how she preserved uh, one of the boxes and put them in the freezer. Are nuts? Do you put nuts in the freezer? Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, they probably they're probably macadamia nut chocolate experts uh, okay, at this okay, point, gotcha. so they, they probably That's right, know. Chocolates. Um, I personally, because I'm not great at confrontation, would probably try to slide something in offhand, like, oh, these are so many macadamia nuts. I don't know if I could eat another one again for and the rest of my life. Like <laughs> it'd be super awkward. It would, no, I, I mean, yeah. Ashley's great. <laughs> Ashley's great at like a lot of stuff, but like awkward confrontation, not your forte. You do have to just say like, "Yo, chill on the nuts." No, you would. Okay, how would you say it? Uh, would you right, leave a note? Okay, so let's play you, it out. You come to my house. Who are you? Who I, are you? I'm the, I'm Karen's. You're the neighbor. Mom. Oh, I'm the neighbor. Okay, and I'm yeah. the mom. I, okay, and so I come to your house and I knock on the door. Hey, good to see you. Oh, you should use a Canadian accent. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> oh, it's been so long since it. No. Sorry. Okay, no accents, no accents. Sorry. Take two. It is fun to think of them as like the nicest people in the world. They are. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Hey, you want some nuts? Hey, good okay, to see okay, you. Okay, take three. Okay. Hello. I thought you were Karen's mom. <laughs> Hello. Happy holidays, Karen. Uh, Karen's mom. Thank you so much for house sitting. We brought you a present. Merry Ooh, Christmas. Uh, oh, thank you. Macadamia nut chocolates. We know you love uh, them. I love them. And you know what? I'm kind of watching my health right now. So I this is the second box I have on deck. I have more than enough macadamia nut chocolates. And I think, I think. No, You're this is so bad at I lost. It. I lost. <laughs> you never had it. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, That's you can't tough. say stop giving me presents. No, I think health isn't bad because you. I mean, what if you want some other chocolates though? Now you're limiting yourself to just gift cards. You could pretend and lie and say, I accidentally choked on one, and now I have a okay, fear. That's, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um. Hmm. I know the answer. Gosh, I, my answer should. My answer is supposed to be always be honest. Yeah. Just, and I think just. I think you gotta. I think it's hard with gifts though. It's really it's hard, hard with, with gifts. gifts. Yeah. Oh, I think you gotta work it in r- nice and casual. Okay, let me try. Hello. Hey, hey neighbor. Are you? <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> what did I go there? <laughs> what is happening? All right, take two. 
Happy holidays. Hi, happy holidays. How was your vacation? It was great. Thank you for checking my mail and looking after the house. Uh, I brought you a gift. You're so welcome. (laughs) That's good. Thanks. Here's a gift. Oh, macadamia nut chocolates. Oh, I I don't have to physically (laughs) grab it. No one can see her. This is an audio medium. More macadamia nuts. Oh my gosh, you shouldn't have. I still have three boxes left over. That's so cool. <laughs> you have three boxes. I know. It, it's just, you know what? I'd love. Uh, yeah, you can't well, do it. If you hadn't followed you up, with, you have three boxes. I it. know it's hard. You don't know what you're gonna say. Um, it's hard. There's no answer. This is this is <laughs> stumped. I'm not stumped. I was close. I was close. I'll tell you what. I did, get did me you. something else, wench. <laughs> <laughs> Get me something else. Throw them on the floor and be like, I don't need these. More? Come on. I need a little variety in my life. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's a, wow, I can't keep up with all these chocolates. I keep getting more boxes before I even have a chance to get through the old ones. And then That's, maybe they read between be the lines. Oh, okay. Slow down on the chocolates, yo. So now, okay, good to know. I'll just get you macadamia nuts then moving forward oh, and pull back on. on the chocolates. No, you're right. That's probably a better one. Yeah. Subtly hint at how, how many you have on deck. Yeah. But I think now she has to wait till she gets them again before she can say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's another year or the next like holiday yeah. where she brings her nuts. Yeah. Oh man, I don't. I don't feel like that's a good answer. I think we, this one we we should give up to the Reddit page mm-hmm. or people on social media because uh, we both we need help. Whenever we get gifts, we're never gonna be like this stinks. Yeah, or like oh, I, already I don't have really this. need this. <laughs> I know. I know people who say that, and I get offended when they say yeah. it to me. It's like I did something nice for you. Just say thank you. Oh, this is the wrong kind. Yeah, like we're not. We're never gonna say that. Yeah. Because it's like, it, it is a gift. So yeah. I'd say try to work something in casually. I can't keep up with all these chocolates. Yeah. Um, And then see, go to the subreddit. It's. I was going to say, like, and the, then see the, what the best solve say. is to bring them into work, but no one's going no into one's work going, anymore. No one's going into work. Yeah. Just put them in the break room and people will go nuts. <laughs> yeah. All right. We are done with that one. Sorry, Karen. I don't feel good about it. Uh, Next question. Cool. People listen to Canada, though. Love Canada. Yeah. Um, dear Ashley, first time, long time. Love the new pod, and the first episodes were so good right out the gate. Thank you. My wife and I are expecting our first child in February. We both waited and are in our late 30s. All of our siblings and a lot of our friends have kids, so we've gotten a lot of hand-me-downs and advice. Mm. We've also been reading a lot of books about infants and child raising. Something we found is that friends slash family slant their advice to what they think that we want to hear, and the books are all written very broadly to apply to a lot of situations. I wanted to ask, what's one thing you wish you would have known in the first year, especially with two working parents, especially with two working parents? <laughs> could be <laughs> could be about the child, could be about the mental process, or whatever stands out to you. Thanks for reading and hopefully answering, and feel free to edit that question for length. Love you, mean it, Chris E. We had to edit the question because I can't read properly. We'll we'll edit Steve for life. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your question. This is a a good one. Um, The first thing that came to my mind was take all of the hand-me-downs that have snap 
or button onesies and throw them in the garbage. <laughs> You're not get rid of everything that has a button that Any, they're supposed to oh wear. Oh my gosh, just anything with zippers, zippers for days. Zipper team zipper. Yeah, that is that's the biggest one. For I, babies, yeah, team everything needs to have a zipper. Get rid of everything with buttons. Yeah, this, I don't think that's advice they were looking no, for. No, that's just that's very important. Don't waste your important. time with snaps. Oh, my they goodness, stink. they are the worst. Um, big picture. I think a lot of people with their first child are so stressed and worried about everything. You think you make a mistake and your child's life is going to be ruined. Or if you let your kid crawl on the floor and it touches a piece of dirt, it's going to get sick for six months. Like everything seems so momentous. And a lot of that comes with the very heavy responsibility of being in charge of a life and it's solely relying on you. It's so scary but kids are sturdy i don't think we realize how resilient children are like you are going to make a mistake they are going to put something gross in their mouths and they are going to be okay i think you realize that a little bit more as you see them fall and do all kinds of crazy stuff as toddlers and like the difference between your baby like touching a cord that it shouldn't touch and your toddler putting like a fistful of mulch from the community playground in his mouth is you're just like stop you're fine like let's drink some water you'll be okay but like kids really are resilient so don't be terrified that everything every little thing you do is going to ruin your child's life. I thought, I used to think if our son cried in the middle of the night and I didn't go in there and console him, he would think that I didn't love him. And Steve would say to me, okay, this this baby is like six weeks old and it's not gonna remember whether or not you came into the room right. this night, which is important. And I would say the biggest thing is is the oxygen mask metaphor. That when you're on a plane, they tell you to put the mask on yourselves before you put the mask on your child. And that feels counterintuitive because your sole purpose at this point in the first year is to keep this kid alive and do everything you can for this child. But you cannot take care of the child unless you take care of yourselves. And no parents want to focus on themselves, but it is crucially important for each of you individually and for you as a couple to do some self-care in this window. And that means time alone, hobbies that are not built around the child. Like you need something that doesn't have to do with the baby in your life, or you are going to get completely overwhelmed by all things baby. And I will say it's an incredibly different, difficult time for a marriage as well, because you're not sleeping, you're so stressed out, you're probably not eating, like you're eating like leftover dry Cheerios that are on a high chair, like for meals, like find time for yourselves as individuals and find time to do something as a couple, again, that is not baby related. Those are my, I know you had said one and I just gave like five, but those are my big ones. Yeah, uh, I read all the books too. There was like from dude to dad. Yeah. And like all that, and I listened to podcasts about it and you don't know until you know. Like there's, as soon as like you have a human being in your hands and you're back at home and your parents leave or your siblings leave and it's just you and the baby, 
it's just game on. You have there's no playbook for it. Yeah. Every kid is unique. I think what you said smart. It's like I remember I started playing video game. I got an Xbox when Austin was born, like mm-hmm. two months before Austin was born, which, which was hilarious because and we thought it was counterintuitive. Like when the hell are you gonna do that? But having those breaks of something for yourself is yeah. so important. Mm-hmm. Austin, come here. <laughs> so funny. Austin! Come here. I'm here. Alright, here. I need you to sit right here. When you were a baby, do you remember mommy coming in and consoling you? Yes. You do? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, what advice would you give to a new parent that is about to have a baby? What would you tell them? Um. I don't know. Say. What would you say? Have fun? Yeah. Have fun. Have fun? Yeah. Okay. Austin. What? If somebody were going to buy a dinosaur toy for their son or daughter, what dinosaur toy would you recommend? Um. Uh. A Velociraptor one. A Velociraptor? Yeah. What can you tell me about a Velociraptor? It runs and it has some claws and it eats meat and it has and, and they're so small and four feet tall. What, uh, what does raptor mean? Speedy thief. Speedy thief? Velociraptor I, I do think means speedy Speed thief. thief. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Can you say well, I'm a genius? I'm a genius. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I want to be a superhero. A superhero? Yeah. Like daddy? Yeah. Yeah, daddy's a superhero, right? Yeah. What What superhero does daddy <laughs> remind you of? Um, uh, Rody. Rody? That's a good one. That's a good one. How about mommy? Does mommy remind you of a superhero? Yeah. Which one? Um, uh, uh, Iron Man one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, good job. Thank you. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say peace out. Peace out. (laughs) Okay, well, there you have it, Chris. I guess you do have to go in and console your son (laughs) or daughter every time that baby cries. He's just agreeing with me. (laughs) Uh, Best of luck, man. That's awesome. Yes. Congratulations. Do send us pics. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Definitely want to see pics. Okay. Next question. Dear Ashley, I find myself with a book that I think you probably need to read. Ooh. Paperback Crush, The Totally Radical History of 80s and 90s Teen Fiction. Okay. I've enclosed a photo of the cover so you know how important <laughs> it is for you to pick up a copy ASAP. Hmm. Anyway... Time to ask a question. What young adult series, new or older, would you recommend to someone who is definitely not regressing due to pandemic and seeking (laughs) comfort literature and TV shows? Back when I was a Target demo, I demolished the BSC. And earlier this year, loved the Netflix series. Is that Babysitter's Club? Yeah. I'm less into sci-fi and fantasy. But where you lead... I'll follow. Wow, awesome. <laughs> yes, Gilmore Gil- Girls is back in rotation. Why do you ask? <laughs> Thanks. Love you, mean it. Aaron. Aaron, I appreciate you, and I appreciate your question. Okay. Wait, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Austin is. <laughs> Wait, has you made in a list. Room. Well, I did make a list. Um, if you don't want sci-fi and fantasy, I would recommend 
the Selection series by Kira Cass. It is kind of like The Bachelor meets Hunger Games for teens. But if you're not if you're not excited by that, I have other suggestions. I would also recommend Vampire Academy by Rochelle Mead. Uh, that awful. is a very fun read. You can ignore the movie. Was awful. The movie. <laughs> it was awful. Certainly ignore the movie. Yeah, I watched it. So what? I I probably made you, didn't I? <laughs> um, okay, so those are my two less science fiction fantasy ones. If you haven't read the Redwall series, it's probably a little bit younger. It's like very heavy on the why of the YA, but it's incredible. Don't judge it by its cover. Just read Redwall. It's awesome. Uh, if you're into Greek mythology at all, I would recommend the Percy Jackson series. That's a fun read. And then just some other ones that are a little bit more sci-fi or fantasy. The Inheritance series by Christopher Paolini. The go- she said no sci-fi or fantasy. No, she said she would lead where I follow. Oh, right, and I said, right. here's... She's a loyal follower. I, I just have a lot. Um, if you are into, like, Merlin or Arthurian legend by any chance, I would recommend The Pendragon Cycle Wait, by Stephen Lawhead. If you're into Merlin... There are people who so, are so into... If you're into... What is Merlin? I said Merlin or Arthurian legend. People know uh, who Merlin Arthurian is. Arthurian legend? Yeah, Arthur, like King Arthur. Okay. Camelot. <laughs> people know. Pe- pe- people might know. <laughs> Some people know. Does anybody know what Merlin is? Yes, people know who Merlin is. Okay. I'm confident people know who Merlin is. Um, if you want, <laughs> if you really want a long, 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 long series, but are really good and you just want to be completely absorbed, these definitely are are in the fantasy genre. <laughs> the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind and Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. Wheel of Time is lengthy, but it's you're in a you're in a world. You're in a a, a big world. A big old. Did you did you see the picture she sent? No, I did not. Okay, so just I'll pull it up for a second. But as a reminder, it is called Paperback Crush: The Totally Radical History of Eighties and Nineties Team Fashion. Right. So if she likes Babysitters Club, I said I think you would like the Selection series by <laughs> Kiara Cass. Then my next recommendation was Vampire Academy by Rochelle Mead, and then I gave some more traditional takes i mean if you haven't read i obviously the, look at the, this the, <laughs> okay steve what do you want me to say nancy drew <laughs> here's a serious <laughs> you're so judgy he hates my books he says he doesn't but he does we we i i built a bookshelf and then steve put all of his books on it which are all sports or comedies and he didn't put any of mine on there and i had to be like excuse me i get more than room for just harry potter he let me have what did you let me put on there like hunger games D- divergent and harry potter and that was it i'm like no 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 i get just as many shelves as your dumb <laughs> boys will be boys or whatever the cowboys is. <laughs> that was a good pull yeah I got nothing to add on this one well it wasn't for you <laughs> like my books okay so Aaron that was a lot but hopefully let us know which one you pick yeah. uh, cause I'm curious now uh, cause of <laughs> Ashley's complete <laughs> side divergent from what you actually asked I gave her a recommendation okay Merlin <laughs> Everyone knows Merlin. Nobody knows Merlin. That's you're patently wrong. Okay. Now it's time for drum roll. 
One thing that made us happy. I did not prep this. You go first. I didn't prep it either. Crap. Uh, here's one thing that made me happy that was new for me. There's a lot of things that made me happy over the past week. Of course, I don't think either of us can take this because watching Austin come down the steps and run towards the Christmas tree yeah. and freak out with presents on the tree was the best thing. Yeah. That's obviously the best thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, yesterday, I am a passionate Pittsburgh Steelers fan. They went down 21 to 7. I was getting frustrated. I said, you know what? I'm going to turn the game off and I'm going to go do some chores. I did some laundry. I fixed a light bulb. I read a book for a little bit. What? I fixed the light bulb in the closet. Oh, you did? Yes. In your face. Good for you. (laughs) And I did laundry. I read a book for a little bit. I wrote some emails for work. I uh, went outside. Austin and I went and played. Uh, I did some stuff in the garage. I completely let the control that sports have over my mood go away. And it made me really happy to not stress out for another three hours by watching my favorite football team, as I've done for many years of my life. And I went and did something productive. And they They ended up winning. Yeah, they came back. That part scares me because (laughs) now I feel like as a superstitious fan that I am, I'm, if they go down again, I have to turn the game off. Yeah, well, there's a lot of light bulbs in our bedroom and one in this room. Yeah, that, that one's I'll fix that one right there. Great. Love that. Um, one thing that made me happy was Austin trying hot chocolate for the first time. <laughs> That's a good answer. It was a delight. And then he, just his face, when he took a sip, he went, <gasps> yummy. He said it less creepy than I just said it, but it was very cute. Um, and... As he's falling asleep, sometimes he'll like, he's in that zone where he's half asleep, half awake, and he just says random things. And so I'm sitting in his room the other night. It's dark. He's quiet for a long time. And then out of nowhere, he goes, Mommy, hot chocolate is my new favorite drink. And then kind of rolled over and went to sleep. And it was awesome. He's the cutest. He is the cutest. Okay, that's it for the third episode. Nicely done. You're good Um, at this. Dear... That's way too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear Ashley, make sure you follow us on Instagram and our subreddit. Both are Dear Ashley Pod. You can call us at 929-399-4606 or write us an email at dearashleypod at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. You're good at this. (laughs) 